Hey everybody, welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am Johanna on the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. I am Casualty CDG and I'm a tabletop titan and a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective. Uh, that part wasn't as fun as what I'm doing now, which is being an internet comedian. And I like that. That's, that's way better. You can find me at Casualty CDG on all of my social medias. And I am Drew Munhausen, a.k.a. The Funhouse, a.k.a. The Professional Media and Movie Mastermind. And welcome to episode 27 Wow, of Fresh Out the podcast our 27th episode ever but our second episode of 2022 and 2022 will be coming up a lot on this podcast because we are here to talk about all of the awesome games movies tv shows that are coming to your eyeballs uh, in the next calendar year and here's the thing you guys there's just to put it lightly, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff coming out. And uh, whether it's stuff that hasn't been announced yet, whether it's stuff that has been announced that maybe got pushed from last year or even the year before due to the COVID-19 pandemic, or, uh, you know, who knows? So here's... I've got a plan here. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through some different things and... Obviously, we can't just go into full commentary on everything we list here because that would take hours and hours. So I'm going to list some things off, uh, go through okay. some things kind of rapid fire. Okay. And I say we give the general fresh out the podcast yay or nay mm. on these things. Like, basically, do we give this thing a, a thumbs up? I'm looking forward to this. Or a thumbs down, I don't care. You uh, um, you lost me, Drew. Can you repeat it five more times? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I absolutely can and will. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I figured that'd be great. I mean, there's just there's so many things. There's some things we can kind of comment on or at the end go through what maybe we're looking forward to the most of those things that require more more conversation but how's that sound does that sound like a good plan to both of you i uh, yeah. before you do this is there any one thing that you're looking forward to in, in 2022 is anything any one, yeah any one anything it can be a game a movie a show any is there any one thing that you're like i want to i want to see that i feel like i'm really excited i'm, I'm always excited for all the marvel stuff obviously but mm -hmm. Specifically, a video game. Midnight Suns. I can't wait. Yes. Oh. I uh, I also have some games I'm looking forward to. Um, of the PS4 generation, God of War was probably... The one that came out in 2018 was probably my favorite game of that entire generation. And the next God of War game, as of now, is slated to come out this year. And I'm really excited for God of War Ragnarok. Very um, cool. That'll be coming to PS5. Um, so I've been duped before. I've been excited for a Saints Row game, and I've been let down. So I want to be excited for Saints Row, but I won't set myself up for failure this year. Uh, I have chosen to instead be excited for Echo on Disney+. Plus. 
I believe this is what they're going to use to bring Daredevil into the the Marvel verse on Disney Plus. Um, and I, I, since I believe that, I'm excited for Echo. If that's not the case, then I'll be let down. But hopefully, at least I'll get more Wilson Fisk Kingpin. Um, I, I I'm excited for Echo this year. We'll see how it plays out. You know, we'll we'll, we'll see. It's a big I sure, question. Yeah, I sure hope that it turns out to be awesome. And I right, actually it's a huge mystery. So being excited for it, it's something I can look forward to because I have no idea what's going to be in that box. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, I don't know what I'm unwrapping. How does a deaf person talk to a blind person, though? That's something I just realized. I just realized that. I was like, wait a second. How would they talk? Uh, and I'm sure there'll be some sort of explanation. And I'm sure they can. It's just interesting to think about. From a movie standpoint, from from an auteur standpoint, uh, Martin Scorsese has a new movie coming out this year called Killers of the Flower Moon that stars Jesse Plemons and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and I think and I believe Robert De Niro's in it as well. And I'll, of course, be all about that. And I, it's an Apple TV Plus film that they paid a lot of money for. So that'll be a big one. But the come on. It's finally going to happen this year, guys. James Cameron's Avatar nah, 2 that's getting delayed. will be out this year. It's going to happen. 2023, it's, baby. I really think it's going to happen this year. How long has it been? <laughs> Avatar came out in 2009. Damn. It'll have been 13 Damn. years. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which it was 12 years that, between... That dude really knows how to strike when the iron's hot, huh? I don't want to get off track, but aren't aren't we also going to see another great sequel in this year? Is Aren't we going to get Space Jam 2? Space Jam 2 has already come out, bro. Wait. Oh, I, th- I thought we were going to get another one with... Uh, I thought we were going to get another Space Jam. Oh, like another LeBron Space yes. Jam? Yes, I think... Oh. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay, we're not that lucky yet? No, unfortunately not. Uh, uh, well, there goes one thing I was looking forward to this year. Well, here, how about this? Since we're talking <laughs> about <fuck>? movies... <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. I'm not even going to list all of these. Even as a joke, I don't like what you said. <laughs> I feel like you both don't care about... You know, like the fourth Hotel Transylvania movie. So Ooh. I'm going to skip over. Is that the like... one where they're going to switch to humans and then the human changes to a monster? It, it actually is. That's actually right. Yeah, I know. I'm are excited. You, are you on? Are you a Hotel Transylvania head, John? Is no, I was just, I was just fucking with. You. <laughs> I was just messing with you. All right. All I right. just happened so, to uh, know about it. Let's see. January 14th, Scream. New Scream movie. A? Yes. Yay. Yes. I think, it, lo- I think it looks good. I think it looks good. On the 14th, don't we also get Peacemaker? Well, I will get to that for, for TV shows. Oh, okay. I, we're I just, talking, I we're we talking were just movies right now. Okay. Oh, I was on dates. That's my bad. See, that's January. why I told you to repeat it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, see, here's what I would... I mean, especially if they come out on the same date, I'm definitely going to watch Peacekeeper and not Scream. Definitely. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Peacemaker, correct. It's like Pacemaker. Now, Peacekeeper is the sequel. After he makes it, he has to keep it. Obviously. No. 
January 28th, Morbius. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jared Leto. That gets, gets a big ol' oof for me. Uh, anytime you put Jared Leto in a comic book movie, you have ruined a comic book movie. I don't hate Jared Leto. I just hate everything he's in except for Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, and Fight Club. Man, Jared Leto should not. That, have you seen the trailer for Morbius? Yes. Unfortunately. Oh, it doesn't even look okay. It looks It, it looks, looks flat bad. out bad. It looks bad. I'm going to see it. Looks terrible. I'm going to see it too. <laughs> February 4th, Jackass Forever. Yeah! yeah sure. I'm on board for a new Jackass. Fuck movie. yeah. Whatever. Sure. Why They're not? like 80 now. One of them's definitely going to die this time. March 4th, the Batman. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, The more trailers I see, the more excited I get for that one. That one looks fantastic. So I think with that timing and with the the current cultural, uh, you know, with the pandemic and everything the way it is, I think that the Batman will be the next biggest movie uh, from Spider-Man until then. Uh, I think it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to slam dunk in the box office. It looks so good. Good luck to Robert Pattinson. I hope it pans out, and I hope it's not bad, because everyone's going to go see it. Let's see. March 11th, the new uh, Disney Pixar film called Turning Red. Uh, that's a young girl who, when she gets super emotional, turns into a giant red panda. That's actually the plot synopsis. Have you yeah. seen the trailer for this? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Uh, uh, I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch anything that Disney and Pixar do, and... Uh, as an adult, I'm learning more how to emotions since uh, I repressed all my emotion. Well, I repressed all my emotions growing up. So yeah, I would love to watch another Disney Pixar movie about emotions. I bet that'll be pleasant. It's okay, Gary. You're doing better. Well, that's you know, and other there are other people out there who need to also grow and try to do better and learn emotions and things, and they shouldn't feel weird about it. Go watch some Pixar movies as an adult. It might yeah. help you. Are you a man? Uh, do you have trouble with emotional availability? Yeah, Disney no, Pixar yeah. is here for you. Uh, so yeah, I'll watch this. Plus, red pandas. I, I bet you don't mean a panda that's the color red. I bet you mean the actual creature. The animal red panda, yes. Which right. is a super adorable They're pretty cute, creature. Yeah. So, like, man, this is going to be cute and heartfelt and emotional, and I bet it's going to make me feel good and make my tears well up in my eyes. So I'm in. Give it to me. I'm going to assume neither of you care about Downton Abbey 2. Silence says everything. Uh, um, the uh, March twenty fifth, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, yeah, that's uh, gets a I, bit of a I think that too. the Batman is going to outperform Multiverse of Madness. I, I would put, I would put money against that. I think uh, I'm, by, I'm with Gary. I, don't I think, think so. he will outperform it and buy maybe double. The Batman is going to outperform Doctor Strange. Yes, by maybe double. It might. Make oh, I don't think it'll be by that much, but I think that at the end of the day, the the Batman will. I don't think it's gonna after after what Spider Man just did. I would have trouble putting money on on what you're saying. Ooh, it's Spider Man that sold, not Marvel, and it's gonna be Batman that sells, and not Doctor Strange. It's not DC that's gonna sell over Marvel. It's Batman that's gonna sell over Doctor Strange. Let's see. March 25th, The Lost City stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe. Sure. 
Why that not? would probably be good. I like all of those people. What's that right? one? The Lost City. Uh, I have no idea. I haven't Daniel Radcliffe, Channing Tatum. I like them fellas. Mm-hmm. There's a, a movie. There's a trailer out for this next one that looks very interesting. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, it stars Michelle Yeoh, and it's like a multiverse action movie, but it's not a comic book movie or anything. It's just kind of its own thing. It looks okay. kind of bizarre. Uh, before you get too far from Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> I had a really cool idea with Daniel Radcliffe today. Whenever he's like 70 and he's really, really old, I want them to remake Lord of the Rings, and I want super old Daniel Radcliffe to play Gandalf. Uh that's all. That's that's. It was just a fleeting thought, and I didn't. I'd watch that. There. I like. I see what you're doing here. I dig it. I'm I'm here for. I would it. watch that. I'll right, be so dead, but I'd yeah, watch that. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> April eighth, Sonic the Hedgehog two. I feel like we went on a Sonic rant. You know, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna go see it. I actually think it looks good. I think that. Uh, Whatever they did in the first movie, they got them to, to a place to make a, a good movie. Yeah, I I don't think that I'm going to go see it, no. but I will see it when it's streaming, and I almost look, dare I say, I'm looking forward to when it's streaming. See, How does Sandra Bullock look the same age as Channing Tatum in this movie poster? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? April 8th, we get Ambulance, which is a new Michael Bay film that stars Dylan oh Hall and Yaya Abdul Mateen. Oh okay. My God, I saw that trailer before Spider Man and it looks fucking awesome. <laughs> it looks like Michael Bay is finally doing something it right. It looks like an absolute piece of shit. Yes, it looks like, it looks like back to. And it's not going to be as good as Bad Boys 2. Nothing will ever be as good as Bad Boys 2. We all know that it's the best thing ever made. Ba- but, Bad Boys 2 is, is pretty great. Yeah. But Michael Bay went on a real off streak whenever he started making the Transformers movies. They were all dog shit. And then everything he made after that was bad. But this ambulance actually looks really cool. Except the, the, the Michael Bay, doing the Michael Bay thing. The camera never stops moving all the time. But besides the camera that never stops moving all the time, this does look like a really fun action romp. Uh, I think it looks like hot garbage. Uh, it is <laughs> it is a no-story action piece of shit, just like every Fast and the Furious movie, just like every... You know, it's just, it's just crack for your eyes. There's nothing wrong with that. If you like that kind of thing, fine. Uh, yeah, I'll save money. Way. I'll save money by sticking a fork in electric socket and getting my dumb shits out that way. <laughs> but... If you have never gone to a movie theater with your friends to see an action uh, romp, uh, you're doing it wrong. That, like, it can be fun. Movie, when it first comes out and everyone in the theater reacts to Star Wars or they react to the, the big <laughs> Marvel movie, uh, it's a lot of fun. But going okay. to an action romp with your friends in a theater is hilarious. It's fair. I, um, I'm shitting on it just because, really. Uh, it's fine. If you like it, you know, you like it. It's what it is. I'll probably watch on. it. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Give me uh, a <laughs> There's still so much stuff to talk about. Um, 
The Northmen, coming out April 22nd. This is Robert Eggers' new movie, the guy that did The Witch and The Lighthouse. And their trailer for this just dropped. It looks awesome. I'm all for it. It looks really cool. Um, I know nothing about it, but I'll check it out. If you liked The Witch and The Lighthouse, I don't know if you saw either of those. They are interesting movies. And Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Anna um, Taylor-Joy. William Dafoe. Bjork. <laughs> what the so, fuck? The next one, it. also April 22nd. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Do you know what this movie is? No. Oh, boy. This one I do have to read you the description because this, this is great. This, this is a real thing. There's a, tra- there's a trailer out for this. Um, unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, actor Nicolas Cage accepts a million-dollar offer to right. attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wild, unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. Uh, I have heard of this. I've seen the trailer. I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan, uh, and I think that lately he's been in, like, just, he's been at the top of his game. I think this is going to be great. Worth noting that millionaire, the the wealthy fan that, that brings him to the birthday party is played by Pedro Pascal. Yes. So, worth noting. Without, without knowing who it was, it was cast as Josh Gad in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny, that's a funny headcanon. Uh, no, this looks this looks great. I will be seeing this maybe in theaters. Uh, it looks great. Oh, I should take my brother. <laughs> my younger brother loves Nicolas Cage too. Let's see. May twentieth, we get Legally Blonde three. Ooh. Um, I just yep, watched just what Legally we all Blonde needed the first time of my life this past year. What was that? What was that, Gary? I've just watched Legally Blonde for the first time of my life this past year. Good. Uh, having watched that, I am not. Uh, I'm not asking for a Legally Blonde three. Fair enough. I actually thought the first one was pretty good. I watched yeah. it again recently. Look, uh, I'm not talking smack about. Yeah. it. I didn't see anything bad about Fair. the first one, but I'm not calling for a, a for a third one. Let's see. May twentieth. Also, uh, DC League of Super Pets. You know, featuring the voice <laughs> of Dwayne Johnson. I Kevin will not Hart, be watching that. Everybody else. Um, yeah, it's Super Pets. Yeah, Gary gives a thumbs down. Wait, thumbs down. On. Does it say the rating on it? If it's no. rated R, that's different. Yeah, if it's rated TVMA, I'll if it's that. if it's like that food movie with Seth Rogen, uh, well, actually, I take that back. I probably wouldn't watch that with dogs because all that uh, food was fucking at the end, and that's gross. Let's see, May twenty seventh, Top Gun <laughs> been delayed multiple times. No one cares uh, about Top Gun. No, I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, I'm Top all Gun. for it. I'm so pumped for Top Gun. Don't Maverick. care. Oh, Top Gun. You know what I've never seen, Drew? Top Gun. Top Gun. <laughs> oh man, never seen it. Uh, damn, what's that? That's the uh, sausage Burgers. party. That's right. Bob's Burgers, the movie. Fuck yes. Never Fuck seen it yes. of the show. Uh, Good. You're, you're wrong. Uh, go check out Bob's Burgers. Bob Burgers is hilarious. That is fine. Bob's Burgers World is hilarious. Dominion. I will. The I'm Jurassic excited for that one. I'm excited for that one. Another Jurassic Thumbs World? Thumbs up. Yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. you see the second one? That was awful. Yeah. It was fine. Yep. No, it wasn't. It was very bad. It was fine. 
This one brings back uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum again. So yeah, I love all of those people. Which Goldblum uh, was in the last one, but just didn't like a kind of throwaway. Hey, look, it's Jeff Goldblum. Didn't really offer. Man, much. you're making me there. want to go watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> like right see, now, June June seventeenth. I'm pumped for this. Lightyear, the yeah, Disney Pixar looks great movie about the. Person Buzz Lightyear, not the toy. Yeah, Lightyear looks great. Uh, the animations looks fantastic. The story sounds fun. Uh, it's great. Everyone keeps saying this is the first time they're talking about that they're doing a story about the man, but like there's totally a cartoon where he's the space ranger. So, you know, I would like to point that out. Just, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Boz Lerman's doing an Elvis movie that comes out that has. Uh, Tom Hanks playing the manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Let's see, Elvis will be played by Austin Butler. That comes out in June. That sounds like a Drew movie and not a Gary and Jahan movie. Correct. I like music biopics, but I'm probably not going to watch this for like three or four years, and then I'll be like, hey, did anyone see this fucking Elvis movie? And then it'll be on your top five movies listed <laughs> in 2031, even though it was a 2022 God, movie. I hope we're still doing this in 2031. I would be very happy. I, you're <laughs> not wrong, Drew. That's exactly something I would do and <laughs> probably will do. Let's see. Um, July 1st, Minions, The Rise of Gru. We get more Minions. Oh, thanks. No thanks. July 8th, Hard Thor, pass. Love and Thunder. The yes. fourth, fourth solo Thor movie that's supposed to give us the give return. Two thumbs up there. I'm excited. The return of uh, Natalie Portman, and uh, she may be Lady Thor. the Hammer in this one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, definitely all about Thor, Love and Thunder. More Taika Waititi in the Thor world, please. Uh, let's see. Oh, um... July 22nd, Nope, which is Jordan Peele's new next horror movie, which I loved. Um, I loved Us. I loved, oh my gosh, why is why am I Get out. Parabellum. Thank you. And did you watch Parabellum? Is that what it's called? Parabellum. Didn't he do another one? No, he's only directed the two. Because why he did a third one? Uh, but yeah, no, I liked I liked uh, Get Out a lot. I did not like Us. I liked the first half of Us, uh, but at after a certain point, it really got stupid as shit. <laughs> it got so fucking dumb. I don't know. I think that Jordan Peele is a great director and a great performer but i don't love his serious writing all i uh, want is for him to finally make the gargoyles movie that's it yes i would love to see him make a gargoyles movie jordan that's peele can i write for the gargoyles movie i know I watch it i i know everything about the gargoyles let's do this i want to touch it let's see there apparently we're getting a new puss in boots movie this year no That's one cares, Drew. No one cares. <laughs> um, a movie called Don't Worry Darling that has Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. Ooh. A psychological thriller about a husband and wife each holding a dark secret, which will be on HBO Max and in, let's see, on HBO Max. Cool. Uh, that sounds, sounds cool. Like doesn't sound like something I'd watch, but maybe. 
I'm here for anything Florence Pugh. Let's see. Mission Impossible 7, September 30th. Yes, please. Gary, thumbs up from Gary. Yeah, big thumbs up. I saw Mission Impossible 6 in theaters. And Fallout. I like, I didn't mean to. I wasn't expecting yeah. to. We just did one day. We were, like, sitting around and we're like, let's go see that. Uh, and it was awesome. Mission there Impossible were, 6 there was were fantastic. Fights. Henry Cavill was awesome, or Cavill. He was awesome in the movie. Um, the helicopter scenes at the end. Tom Cruise, of course, does most of his own stunts, which there's always great stunts in Mission Impossible. Uh, seeing practical stunts instead of CG is great. And in this one, uh, if I'm not mistaken, don't they have a space thing? Doesn't yeah, I don't think they're the space. I don't think Tom that's Cruise happening yet. That's supposed to happen eventually with with uh, Tom Cruise actually going to space in some capacity. It, I, I thought think it that's was Mission one. Impossible that that's happening. I, I thought it was this one too. Yeah, I heard yeah, that the I, next Mission I Impossible is at this space. This is the one with the space scene, and 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 it'll probably just be a helmet cam in space. Like if you've seen any of those YouTube videos with those divers, they're skydivers who basically dive out of the fucking stratosphere. I'm sure it'll be something like that. That shit's um, dope. It is dope, but I've kind of seen it before. But hey, I'll go see Tom Cruise dive out of space. Why not? I know what I'm signing up for in a Mission Impossible movie, and I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Someone, everyone, everyone betrayed everyone, and it's a spy action flick. Yeah, Mission Impossible. It's very. It's got all the action, but it has like good story too, and I like it a lot. And a fucking cool theme. Yeah, six six blew my mind. I was not expecting it to be that good. Almost there. We're almost there. Um, October 7th, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Part 1. Definitely one of my yep. most anticipated movies. I will be seeing I that. I love the first one. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. I've already seen the previews. It looks great. Uh, I'm very excited for that one. October 14th, Halloween Ends. Uh, the next Halloween entry, which, you know, I... I loved the 2018 one. I was not a big fan of Halloween Kills that came out this past year. I'll go see Halloween Ends, but I don't have the highest of expectations. I'll put it that way. I'll see it. I have zero expectations. November 4th, The Flash. Meh. Oh, man. The Flash just getting burned on this pod. Ezra Miller. This is the one that's supposed to got Michael have Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. So we'll uh, we'll see. I don't know if that can save uh, DC's movies. Fair, fair. I think DC it's movies one that suck to... balls. I'm not necessarily excited for it. We'll see when a trailer eventually comes out how that affects. Yeah. Um, November 11th, Black Can. Uh, excuse me, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, which I'm not a, the biggest fan of the first Black Panther movie, but I'm interested to see what they do here. Uh, you're wrong, and Black Panther was fantastic. <laughs> I hear that Namor is going to be the adversary of uh, Black Panther 2. I've seen that too. I'm just still very intrigued for, of course, Pretty excited. how they move forward without Chadwick Yeah, Bowman. and without uh, Shuri now too. They're both gone. Like I heard a rumor that Michael B. Jordan is signed on in some capacity, which I would love to see Michael B. Jordan pick up the mantle as Black Panther. Uh, I know, you know, the character Killmonger was killed, but we'll see. I, I think he would be great. 
I think that would be awesome. Uh, I'm also not the I biggest mean, fan of the first Black Panther movie, but I'm totally on board. I want to see this, and I want to see what they do uh, with this, with the character. And if Namor's in it as the adversary, that's extra reason because I I'm a mark for Namor. I love that the, the anti-hero, and you know he starts as a powerful villain, and by some point he's an anti-hero sort of. Uh, I like the role that he sits in. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. Give it to me. Well, speaking of Michael B. Jordan, the next one, November 23rd, is Creed 3, which Michael B. Jordan is actually directing. Pass. Uh, okay. I loved Creed, and I liked Creed 2. I don't so, like I don't like the Creed movies. I'm not a big Rocky guy. Man, you're nuts, man. The first Creed is so good. Maybe I'll, uh, yeah, on your recommendation, maybe I'll check it out. Um, December 16th. Oh, yeah, baby. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Let's go! Uh, much more of a thumbs up for me than Flash. Uh, but the first Aquaman sucked. Uh, yeah. But they're bringing, Black, uh, bringing back Black Manta. Uh, and he was the better villain from the first movie. Because fuck Seamaster. That sucked. That sucked a lot. Uh, but Black Manta was actually pretty dope. So maybe... All right, guys. December sixteenth, the Navi are back, man. Avatar two, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I look forward to watching that movie in twenty twenty three. Yes, yes. Really excited to see what Aang and Katara and the rest of the crew are up to. Ooh. Curious to see if they've got Appa and Momo in this one. Uh, you know, their comedic relief in the show was some of my favorite. <laughs> I then, I have been looking forward to the Avatar sequel. I just I. It's been so long. And then finally, December 21st, it looks like we're finally getting the animated Super Mario Brothers movie that had the internet baffled earlier this year when the cast was it's revealed. It's me, a Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Seth Rogen. Um, man, this just seems like a train wreck waiting to happen. I'll be interested to see what they do. Maybe it'll be awesome. I'm I'm here for it if it's awesome. It is already bad. It's starting bad. It's starting. They have a, starting. They have a lot of work to do from here. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt, you started off as a great person that I enjoyed watching on screen, but you have devolved into an annoying, weird, fucking rich person, and I don't like you anymore. TV. So now moving on to TV, I'll try to go through these a little bit faster because I feel like there's a lot more disposable entries here. Like, okay, for me, like I couldn't care less about Bel Air, which is the Peacock revival of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Weird. That, yeah, without Will Smith, and I don't know. It'll be interesting. Is like Jaden Smith playing the part? No. Because that would be like a thing, you know, then people might tune in. But if it's not. Yeah, if it's not Will Smith, no Will Smith, no Jaden Smith. I don't it's, think that's going It's happen. being reimagined as like an actual hour long drama. So, <laughs> what? Jesus. Okay. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds even worse. Yeah. Now, I do believe Will Smith is on board as an executive producer, so he has some sort of hand in it, but not really. So, have you like looked at his executive producer credits recently? I haven't, but. I swear, I see his name on, like, two or three shows a year. I think Will Smith might be a co-executive producing a ton of crap. I swear I see his name in all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he does... He's, he's a busy guy. He's a mm -hmm. busy guy. 
I, I think so he's we, producing a lot, but I, I need to find out the answer to that instead of just asking. Uh, it looks like uh, one of those things is Cobra Kai. So. I've just been watching Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> we get a new season that. of The Boys. Yes, looking forward to that very much so. I might need to get caught back up on the boys. I was going through a didn't want to watch all that violence stint at the time, but I also love superheroes, so maybe I'll give it a shot again. Uh, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel show. Will be I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch, watch that. that. Matt Smith? Fuck yeah. I like uh, sword fighting, and it has that. And it has dragons. Dragons See. and sword fighting. You've got Jahan and I. You've got our attention. Yeah. It's that we're it's pretty easy. They have Thrones. everything that Game of Thrones promised from the beginning. So. <laughs> Hillary Duff starting in How I Met Your Father, uh, <laughs> the spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. Hard pass. Uh, it'll be on. Hulu. I didn't like how I, how I Met Your Mother. Just pass. I did like How I Met Your Mother, and I watch a lot of Hulu. And since this is on Hulu, I can promise you guys I'm going to watch two or three episodes of this at least and report back. Allegedly, the Lord of the Rings series will premiere on September 2nd of this year. So, I think that wing. gets pushed back. I have a feeling that that could get pushed too, but yeah, we'll see. But, I mean... Ugh. But I'll... as it stands, definitely would be amongst my most most anticipated TV shows of the year by far. More Definitely more so than new Game of Thrones... Probably more so than any of the Marvel shows, to be honest. I'm big Lord of the Rings guy over here. I was watching The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, earlier today, and couldn't stop wanting more new Lord of the Rings content. All I, all I want is the show to be as good as I hope it is. Uh, I... It looks, it sounds like it's going to be so great. I've been keeping up with some of the castings. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about people that are going to be in it, and it's like, I, I'm hyped. Yeah, man, give it to me. Can't wait to talk the, about that. The Midnight Club, which is a Netflix series from Mike Flanagan, who did The Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass, so I'm sure that'll be a big topic of conversation when that What's drops. that one? It is called The Midnight Club. I'll watch that. I, Midnight Mass was really good. A lot of these shows don't have dates yet. Um, like, for example, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we're allegedly supposed to get this year. So, which I think that that will come this year with the way that Disney Plus has been rolling stuff out. Um, yeah, they're steamrolling. They're keeping to that schedule. See, Pam and Tommy, which is the Lily James starring as Pamela Anderson and Sebastian Stan uh, starring as Tommy Lee, that starts soon, like in February. That's a thing on Hulu. I'm not sure if either of you care. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen it. I, I, I might watch it. I might watch it. I'm not sure if I'm going to like it, but I might watch it. When I when I was growing up, man, Pam Anderson was the one, you know? Um, No, Neo's the one. Um, Anyway, Secret Invasion, nice. the uh, Disney Plus uh, MCU show, supposed to come out this year. Oh, my, that looks really good. She-Hulk would also be this year. See, She-Hulk is what I hear. Uh, Daredevil is going to be a big part of because they're both lawyers. So yes, that's right. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. I would watch the shit out of that. That's really the majority of the things on this list. But I know, I know, just off the top of my head, some things that are missing because I think that the Miss Marvel series and and um, Moon Knight, I think, are both supposed to come out this year. Yeah. Also, 
I think so yeah. too. Uh, but you know how those things are. Sometimes they like to drop them on you real quick, like. Uh, and, and one of the big things that's coming out this year, uh, coming out soon, like this month in a couple of weeks, Attack on Titan, the final season. Uh, very excited for that. I've been Also, I, for for Star Wars fans, we, I've mentioned the Obi-Wan show, but I think we're supposed to get the Cassian Andor series this year as well, which is the the Rogue One spinoff. Yeah. Um, the character there. So, which I'm not necessarily that excited about. Um, I don't really understand why that character is getting his own show. Um, but we'll see what they do with it. And then of which, course, you know, we got the first one character. Is it Cassie Nandor? He's the, he's kind of the male lead of, of rogue one played by uh, Diego Luna, I believe is the actor. Uh, I'm trying to think of rogue one and, uh, it had Donnie Yen, and Donnie Yen was awesome. Yeah. And it had that big Samoan guy with the big machine gun. Yeah, and he was awesome, but I don't remember the other two characters. So it's like they're making a show about the ones that are that were not as uh, riveting for me. He's yeah, but the other two were the main characters. <laughs> they just yeah. those are the ones I don't remember as well. I mean, the other you know Donnie Yen and the giant Samoan dude with the machine gun they stick out in my mind. Well, there you go, and now he's getting his own show. So obviously the right choice. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and then so yeah, uh, my my big one right now is Attack on Titan, but also Boba Fett is already started. Uh, right, but the majority of that will be running this year. But and, running this uh, year, yeah. We'll talk about it because I have that listed in my in my takes for this week, so okay. we can talk a little bit about the premiere in a bit. I know that we'll be getting to the premiere a little late because actually there'll be two episodes out. To wait to. Yeah, two episodes out at the time that this episode drops, but at this time we've only seen the first. Um, moving on real quick to video games. I told y'all there's a lot of stuff this year. A lot share. of stuff to yeah. I I only bring this one up because I feel like Gary would have interest, although I he hated the trailer. I if I remember correctly, Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, I I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to see it again. I love Rainbow Six Siege. Siege was so, fun. Um, and it's on Game Pass. It's free on Game Pass with all of the DLC right now on Xbox if you want to play Six Siege. I love Six Siege. I didn't get to play enough Six Siege. Maybe when this new uh, Rainbow Six comes out, if if I buy it, I can convince Lee or Jahan or other people to buy it so that we have a squad. Uh, these games, of course, are way better if you have a squad. And I'm going through, so credit to IGN, they're the ones that have this list of big games of 2022 that I'm going through. Um, I believe this month we get Pokemon Legends Arceus, which yes. I know John will be interested in. On the 28th, I think? Correct. And February 4th, Dying Light 2. I know y'all were just yep. playing the first Dying Light. Super excited for that one. Big thumbs up. Going to be getting that probably day one. Yep, uh, Crossfire X, which is a shooter that I believe is coming to Game Pass Day One uh, only on Xbox. If it's on Game Pass Day One, I will play it. That's a guarantee. Uh, Total War Warhammer Three on PC. coming to Game Pass on PC. I know I that really... one for a fact because I've been waiting and waiting. Uh, yeah, February. And then I'm really excited for February 18th. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, comes out for PS4 and PS5. I'll be all about that. 
I've been real tempted to pick up uh, a lot of the like complete editions are on sale right now. I've been real tempted because I've never played. Yeah, Horizons on on PC now, so yeah, yeah. it's it it's really good. Horizons uh, and Day Days Gone are both on PC, and I want to play both of them really bad. Elden Ring. Woo! My little brother is beyond excited for Elden Ring. I was just <laughs> reading a, a, a like a headline today. I didn't read the whole review, but it said that the Elden Ring team has been receiving increased pressure because of uh, for their graphics because of how successful Demon Souls was and how beautiful it was. So Demon Souls is is making them push the, and stretch the extra mile. So I really think something beautiful is going to come out of this, but it's just not my kind of game. Yeah. George R. R. Martin being involved in it is kind of cool, but I'm just not big on the Souls-like games. It's just not my genre. It's not my biggest, but I do enjoy them from time to time. Uh, Dark Souls 3 was a lot of fun. I played the shit out of Dark Souls 1, uh, and I, I do enjoy them. Let's see, Gran Turismo Ooh, 7. Uh, Jedi... Like- that Jedi that, game was a really good Souls-like, too. I liked it a lot. Fallen Order. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Tiny, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the new Borderlands spinoff. You know, I was excited for it, uh, but the more I'm seeing about it, it's very different than I expected. And I was like, you guys almost did something cool here, and then you made it a giant piece of shit, it looks like. So, I don't know. I didn't realize Andy Samberg is a voice in it, apparently. Oh, I'll buy it then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stalker 2, which I know that's coming to Game Pass Day 1. I'm not familiar with that series or what the first game is, but apparently a lot of Xbox gamers seem to be really excited about it. I'll check it out. Anything, like I said, if it comes to Game Pass Day 1, I will at least download it and play it. I guess we're getting a new Kirby game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I actually did talk about that one uh, episode, and it looks really good. Uh, I didn't know I, I could be excited for a Kirby game, but that one looks fun. Uh, it's a very it's an open world Kirby game. Give me all the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. <laughs> uh, hard pass. Here you go, Gary. Saints Row, which I know it got delayed back to August, which. I think that the delay on that game is probably a good thing. Yeah, I think so too. So Saints Row is one of my favorite like uh, series, I guess. Yeah. But the past couple have been very bad. I played I almost all is... of them. Yes, same. And I know that this is a relaunch or a reboot or a reimagining, and I'm glad because it needs to be. I I just. The only video we've seen for it so far was a cinematic trailer, and that doesn't show you anything at all. That's no gameplay. That's nothing. Anyone can make a pretty video. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to hold my judgment. I'm excited, but not too excited. Let's see. For the purpose of time, I'm going to go through some of these next ones pretty fast. Um, Redfall, which is a Bethesda game developed by Arcane that'll be coming to Game Pass. That's I, I think it's like a... Left for Dead, but with vampires, I think. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Bethesda, Game Pass, vampires, Left for Dead. You said all the right things. Co-op yeah, shooter that lets you and up to three friends loose in a vampire-filled open world. Oh, so there you go. So maybe it's more Dying Light, but with vampires that you can play with four friends. With four friends? Oh, my God. Drew. Yeah, you know what we're going to be doing next year is stabbing vampires in the heart with wooden stakes. Oh, man, I hope we have to, like, team up, grab them, and, like, stake them. That'd be so cool. Um, 
on. Come on. Hopefully, hopefully Jahan. Well, oh, it's it's PC. It's on PC. I was gonna say, hopefully you get a Series X by then, because it looks like it's a Series X and S exclusive. I can almost guarantee I'll have one by then. Demand, <laughs> you know, availability willing. Um, of course, Starfield in November, the next big Bethesda title. Come on, let's see what it is. They are promising the world on that one, dude. They're saying that every planet's going to be the size of Skyrim map-wise. Like, Don't do it. Don't listen, John. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> not going to... No. I, I, tr- I still trust Bethesda, man. Just a, just hope it's going to be better than How long ago does Skyrim come out and it's still like one of the best games out right now? Like... Crazy. Over a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which we know, you know, you know, know Jahan. I'll is, spare is you. For. I will spare you. Uh, let's just say I am excited. <laughs> I am also excited. I get to create my own superhero. So I'm it ready. is a turn-based strategy game with deck-building elements brought to you by Firaxis, featuring the Midnight Suns from Marvel. All right. There you and, go. And, build your own superhero. and build your own There's superhero. There's a lot of <laughs> stuff here that I'm starting to skip over. I'm just being transparent. Like That's fine. Two, you know, which apparently Vin Diesel is in. That's a thing. But I played <laughs> the first one and didn't care very which much. Which one? Arc 2. Okay. It's survival and yeah. action adventure with yeah. dinosaurs. Stuff. No, I know Arc. Yeah. Um, apparently, we're going to get the uh, Ubisoft Avatar game that they announced a couple of years back. It might be out this year. Bayonetta 3. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show God of War Ragnarok. I'm ex- super, super excited for uh, Gotham Knights, which is the the Batman Arkham. It takes place in the Arkham world, and it's a kind of a co op game with Robin, Nightwing, and Batgirl and Red Hood. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, which is the Harry Potter open world kind of game. That, that game got, looks really good. It does look cool. It looks really it's good. Gone kind of quiet for a while. I think we're supposed to hear something more about it soon. So this is one that I'm not necessarily optimistic that it'll even be out. I think every time every time J.K. Rowling tweets about uh, transgender people, I think they go quiet on their advertising (laughs) for that game. I think you're right. Mario and Rabbids, a new Mario and Rabbids game. Um, again, another game that I don't feel like will actually come out this year, but maybe it will, is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Oh my god, I wish. I'm very, I'm excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild was so fun. I uh, played all of it, played all the DLC. Uh, Gary's shaking his head, Gary's not yeah, excited. Gary, Gary didn't like it. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on Breath of the Wild. And then Splatoon 3... And finally, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which I am genuinely excited for. I've always wanted to play Splatoon, and I just never have. I don't know what's wrong with me. That game seems like one of the best things. I played it a little bit. It is fun. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It is pretty fun. I liked it. I have a feeling that it would be one that, Gary, you would probably like more than most people. Like You'd probably get deeper into it or or be probably. mad that more people what like your friends wouldn't play it with you yeah probably <laughs> supposedly thomas loved the first splatoon but nobody played it with him and so i just I'll, I'll play one one day and i think i'll enjoy it um all right and that's it that's it i went through everything games movies tv that's a whole lot of stuff coming that out is your year. 2022 lineup folks we have set you up for success in the new year 
Is there um, anything that you guys have, have been watching recently that you want to talk about before we get off tonight? Boy, have I. <laughs> ahead, I Drew. have a lot, because we haven't really done any updates on what we've been watching in a couple weeks, because we were doing a lot of year-end wrap-up stuff, so... For better or worse, it's been giving me a lot of time to catch up on things. Uh, I'll kick off if you're if you go for okay it, man. You get going. Yeah, I saw that some of the stuff on your list I've watched also. So yeah, you're you're helping me out. I'll start with the Matrix Resurrections, um, the fourth Matrix movie that this is on HBO Max and in theaters on the same day. Haven't Have seen either it. Either of you watched this? I watched about eight minutes of it, and it is absolutely one of the worst pieces of movies to be released this year. You can't say that after eight minutes. You get eight minutes in and tell me how much you like it. It's a piece, man. It's not a fair... 30 minutes minimum. Bro, you watch this. It is a piece. Yeah. I just watched... uh... shocked me the most. There's a lot of critics that I follow who love it who are giving it such high praise i heard a lot of people do that yeah and a lot of them are diehard fans of the original trilogy warts and all and so i'm sure that adds into it yeah i went into it ready to love it and just honestly had trouble keeping interest in it at times and I thought it was going to be a lot more visually stylish than it was. I thought it was going to have a more interesting story than it than it does. No. I mean, it, it does. Man, it's just. I don't want to get into spoilers or anything on it. Jahan, hopefully you'll see it soon. But um, it's just not what I wanted. That's for sure. No. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> um, so. Yeah, uh, Jenny's been doing a funny thing. She doesn't normally do this kind of thing, but in preparation for the new Matrix movie, she's been watching the series again. Uh, and so I watched the first one, actually, with my younger brother. Uh, and then I watched the third one with Jenny, like, last night. Um, <laughs> and so the third one, it was actually better in a lot of places than I remember it being. Uh, but I was dying. I was laughing my ass off during some of the scenes. Like, uh, they're, they're like breaking into that club and everyone's just dressed up in BDS and M gear. And I'm like, why are all these computer programs so fucking horny? And like, it was, and then I started getting images of them. Like when they're getting beat up, like being like, Oh, like liking it and stuff. And I was just laughing really hard. Uh, I do look forward to watching the new one though. I hope it's I hope it's better than you're saying it is. But I don't I don't have high hopes. Hope you find it to be too. I don't have I high mean, hopes. It's just yeah, it just I I It doesn't I mean, look it does, good. It does continue a, a big thing at the forefront is the relationship between Neo and, and Trinity which on paper I would like and execution wise I don't know if I did and that's really all I can say about it yeah from a depth my favorite part about the matrix was always the gunfights growing up I thought the gunfights were cool and I thought the computer magic was cool you know what they used the computers and the networks to do and this one seemed to focus a lot more on the relationships and the exploring the uh, the exposition and re-explaining characters' purposes. You mean in the not... first eight minutes, Gary? 
Yes, I do, Jahan. <laughs> do you want to go watch the movie instead of trying to bash me, bro? I'll go watch it. it I'll is go watch not it. A, it is not an awesome summer blockbuster gunfight slow motion <laughs> kung fu movie. That's uh, fair. The uh, The first one does start off with a, a pretty badass action scene. And uh, this movie starts off with the exact same action scene. Does it really? It yes. does. <laughs> um, also, it's extremely meta. And, like on purpose and it's too meta for its own good yeah um i don't think this is a big spoiler this is revealed like pretty early on that in this new matrix that they're in that neo uh or keanu reeves character anderson <laughs> john is it john anderson is that right uh, anyway he is a thomas, video I think. Game? I think his name's thomas thomas anderson you're right you're right thomas anderson he is a video game developer. Oh no! <laughs> who has developed an open world game called The Matrix? Oh no! That everybody plays. So that just like kind of puts a little bit into perspective. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> it I was I was disappointed and was even trying to convince myself as I was watching it that I liked it more than I did. And the more the further removed I get from it, the le- the less I like it. So, I uh, that's it. Um. I also watched Encanto, the new, the newest Disney animated film. Boy, did I not like Encanto. That was in, in theaters, and they just put it on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve. Um, I, I didn't dislike it, but I was pretty meh on it, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I didn't like, uh, I watched it. I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, and you can bet your ass I skipped every single song in that movie. But we watched it, Annie and I watched it, and the lesson at the end of that movie is like, hey, sorry that you tried to do the right thing all the time, and your grandmother is an asshole. She just has to get over being an asshole. (laughs) And that was sort of the theme, was like, keep doing what you're doing, and your grandma needs to go to therapy. Uh... And I didn't think that was a very good Disney Pixar movie. I thought they could have done a lot better. Interesting. Uh, I thought that was pretty weak. I could see how that would be a takeaway you could come away from it with. I mean, it's the closest you've ever gotten to agreeing with me. So I like that. I'll take it. I'd say the broader way would be it's it's you know it's about the importance of family and you know being able to let go of the past and yada yada which is a very common theme in you know these kinds of animated movies but yeah you know Lin Manuel Miranda did the music for this one like he did back with Moana and I was excited for that but I wasn't very taken with with any of the songs really at all and maybe I need to watch it again Although I don't really have any desire to. And there are some... I mean, the visuals in it are very pretty. There's some great visuals, but it's a very contained movie. I mean, it's like takes place all in the same house for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's... I don't know. I, w- I was expecting to really like it, as I tend to like I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Yet. I do want to see it. Is it on Disney Plus, you said? It is. It look, it I is mean, now. it looks good to me. I don't know. Um, uh, I watched a documentary that's on HBO Max that's called Beanie Media that is a documentary about the rise of Beanie Babies and just the craze behind them in the 90s. If you, which is, you know, 
It applies to our generation for sure. I had tons of Beanie Babies. My older brother was a huge collector of Beanie Babies. It's worth watching for that just to see the psycho 90s moms and how they made Beanie Babies into a big thing and how the market just couldn't sustain itself Mm -hmm. uh, for what they were trying to do with the resale. Um, it was an interesting look back and it, it was, um, it's pretty well made and it's, it's kind of a fun nostalgia jump and just kind of a crazy time in life. Cause it's, when you look back at Beanie Babies, you're like, how were these the most popular thing on earth for, for a bit of People time? People were going crazy for them, man. I remember, uh, the Princess Diana special edition Beanie Baby. People were going nuts for that thing, man. I forgot what I saw the other day, but it was comparing NFTs to Beanie Babies. Yes, yeah. It said the NFTs are the Beanie Babies of like Generation. That's, that's Z exactly or right. Yeah, I could see that. I saw the same thing. Uh, next, we'll kind of drop, drop. Excuse me, jump over to Drew's Oscar corner because I've got a few movies that I'll talk about. That these are all kind of in the talks for awards. Which first off. Um, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned I watched the older uh, 1940s version of Nightmare Alley. Um, and I was doing that at the time because Guillermo del Toro was remaking this uh, this year. And I went and saw Nightmare Alley, the new 2021 film directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring um, Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett and uh, Rooney Mara and gosh it's a huge cast tony collette and ron perlman um this actually does look pretty good it is good it's 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 actually pretty good uh it's not i think i wanted it to be better than it was but that being said it was still pretty good if that (laughs) if that makes sense there's some really cool carny uh visuals of which are to be expected from guillermo del toro uh to put it to really summarize the plot, it's, you know, Bradley Cooper plays a guy who, a carny who really kind of takes that lifestyle pretty well, raises through the ranks pretty quickly, eventually steals some techniques or, or I shouldn't say steals, but, um, comes in contact with some techniques that help him to become a mentalist and, you know, read minds, quote unquote, and he takes that and becomes very, very successful, and that leads him down some kind of dark paths. And so um, it's a, it's an interesting movie. Um, I did really like it. I don't think it's Guillermo del Toro's best movie, but it's 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 pretty good. I'd recommend it. I would recommend it. I think it's just kind of a crowded season, and, you know, it's... It, going to get overlooked now and then i wouldn't be surprised if people start discovering it in the next year or so when it eventually gets put on streaming and they're like hey this movie's actually pretty good why wasn't anybody talking about it well here i am today talking about it it's pretty good it's pretty good, good. Job, good. drew good job drew ahead of the curve i love it i watched the new adam mckay film called don't look up that's on netflix have y'all heard of this i have i've heard adam of it. mckay seen it. with uh He's... leonardo right Yes, Adam McKay of comedy fame directed Anchorman and Step Brothers and Anchorman 2 and then started moving to more kind of prestige movies um, when he did the big short. Prestige Worldwide? And then Vice. (laughs) What was that? Prestige Worldwide? Prestige. (laughs) From Step Brothers? Yeah. Oh, oh, I I got the joke. Okay, Okay, just making sure. (laughs) Um, 
No, and this is another, this is kind of right up his alley because it's kind of comedy mixed with drama, but it's, this is a satire, first and foremost, this is a satire. Adam McKay has straight up said, um, in talks about global warming with a friend, somebody said something along the lines of, uh, it's like a giant comet's heading straight towards the earth and nobody cares. And Adam McKay said, there it is, that's the movie, and he made it. Um. So this is I not- did watch the trailer for this now. Now that you say this, it's more familiar. I thought that this looked really fucking funny. I think it looks good. It's kind of funny. It is. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill. On Perlman's also in this. It's a good cast. Uh, April Chet's also in this. Tyler Perry's in it. Mark Rylance is in it. I mean, there's just, there's a ton of people in this movie. It's a who's who for sure. Um, it's satire about a comet coming towards Earth and people, you know, them basically struggling to make anybody care about it. It is, it does have some funny moments. It is an interesting watch. It's also an incredibly frustrating watch. Because <laughs> there are a lot of things in it that hit close to home. Yeah. But then there's a lot of points in the movie where those things that get that hit close to home as it is are like pounded into your skull. And some of it I'm like, okay, you know, I yeah, don't it. look up we, looks like it really is gonna hit close to home, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we suck, everybody sucks, I know that, and this movie is doing a good job of pointing that out to me, but uh, but to the point where I'm like, it's it's becoming painful to even watch this. We all suck, and we're all gonna die of global warming eventually, and we know, and we get it, and it's funny for a little while, but yeah, I guess you're right, at some point, you get the message they're trying to send. Right. Um, it was really funny looking in the trailer, right? But I, I don't know if it would be funny for a whole hour and 45 minutes or so. And Mark Rylance is in this, and he's playing a Steve Jobs-esque character, and he's a great actor, a wonderful performer. I hated what he was doing <laughs> with this in the movie. Uh, y'all should... I mean, I'm not going to say I don't recommend watching this, because I think that there's something to be taken away from it, but it's just... I could understand people coming away from this thinking it's hilarious and great, and I could understand people coming away from it absolutely in disgust that they hate it. Um, Especially if you don't know what to expect. This is actually one that I I do intend to watch. Uh, I've almost watched it a couple times in the past couple days. Yeah, it's it's interesting. The, uh, The the last movie of this Oscar corner is that I watched. This is on Amazon Prime video. It's called Being the Ricardos. This is a, a biopic starring Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball and uh, Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz. And this is a kind of a look back on, on I Love Lucy. Um, the way that it tells the story is it takes place during the the filming or production of a single episode of the show um, back in like season two, when there was kind of a lot of drama going on. Um, Desi Arnaz was, was being accused of, you know, potentially having a relationship with another woman that, that was in the tabloids. And then also around that time, uh, Lucille Ball was accused of being a communist. And so there's <laughs> oh, just no. a lot of things going on that led to some drama this is a biopic that I really didn't 
care for very much, to be honest with you. I think wow. that it's uh, that it's miscast. Um, Nicole huh. Kidman is, is a great actress. I don't know if she should have had this role. And, and Javier Bardem, I don't know if he's the best choice to play Desi Arnaz either. Um, they're both great in their own rights. Yeah. I don't know if they were great for this. Uh, worth noting, this is directed by Aaron Sorkin, who, of course, is um, one of the best screenwriters around. He wrote The Social Network. You know, he's written a ton of these great movies. And when he works with a great director, uh, his scripts are pretty amazing because the directors kind of know when what to cut and what not to cut. Aaron Sorkin has recently turned to directing and it's kind of a mixed bag uh, because there's no filter on himself. He directed yeah. a few years ago a movie called Molly's Game uh, with Jessica Chastain that was about kind of uh, like very, very high stakes poker rooms that were being run. Uh, and it was it's pretty decent. And then last year he did a film called The Trial of the Chicago 7 and... Uh, I also liked that one. So I, you know, I was willing to give Sorkin another shot because I think he's brilliant. And this, this was not the right move for him. It, 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 I just didn't do it for me. Um, all of these movies that I've just talked about are being discussed for awards, whether it's performances or... Um, they might be in the best picture race. Like I could see Nicole Kidman being nominated for being the Ricardos, despite me not necessarily being super pumped about her performance, but just, uh, I guess expect to see these three movies that I just mentioned kind of hovering around the awards race. And I've been talking a lot, so I apologize. You guys, nah, you're um, good. the only other things I'll mention, and we don't even have to talk about the, cause we're kind of far removed from it at this point. But we never got to talk about the Hawkeye finale on the show, which I think ended great, and it did give us what we wanted. Uh, Gary was actually live texting with one of our group chats as he was watching the finale, so I know that he was pleased at the at the Kingpin reveal um, that it finally happened. One of the characters that he has always been very close to. Yeah, yeah Kingpin was great. I have loved Kingpin and Wilson Fisk since like fourth or fifth grade. He's probably Kingpin's probably my favorite bad guy. And um, to see Kingpin finally fight on screen, um, it was a great fight. It was exactly how Kingpin fights. He was big and for some reason nearly invincible and brawl and just this super strength and terrifying like you thought at any second he could have killed uh, Kate Bishop, but he chose not to kill her. That was not his target. He kept trying to just disable her and get away. And she, uh, you know, she outclevered him, outtrapped him, and outmaneuvered him. Uh, in the end, he still got away, and off screen, he got shot. Um, and if we all watched Game of Thrones, we all know if a character dies off screen, they're not actually dead yeah. yet. Um, I know a little bit about the Echo storyline. Uh, she shoots Kingpin in his face twice, and like he has bullets through his fucking eyes, and then shows back up like two years later and is running everything again. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I can't think that there won't be more Kingpin. I don't think they brought Vincent D'Onofrio back for an episode and a cameo. Uh, I think this is the intro to Daredevil. I really love the way Hawkeye ended for that. For me, it puts me back where I want to be with those characters on the streets. Um, 
I don't like Hawkeye for the cinematic universe for what it sets up. I'm just not that uh, I'm not that engaged with Kate Bishop, but I do think Yelena is fucking awesome. Yeah. So that, that that's my Hawkeye in a nutshell. I think Hawkeye was better than Spider-Man. Uh, I give Hawkeye like an eight out of ten altogether. Hmm. Interesting, uh, better than Spider-Man. I wouldn't rate it that high, I, but I do think it's. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would I rate it. I would rate it around there. Uh, I I love Kate Bishop. I think she was great. I think she was cast well. I think she plays the character really well. Uh, I am excited for what it sets up. It looks like they're setting up the Young Avengers. Uh, I'm excited for that. I'm all here for it. And I also agree about Yelena. She was a treasure in this show. She was fantastic. Uh, some of the comedy moments in this final episode were hilarious. The thing with the owl in the car uh, made me laugh out loud. Uh, I found out that that was a like real-life Easter egg, because apparently there was an owl in that tree in New York that was like a big deal this year, because uh, like it was endangered or something. Uh, so that's a funny <laughs> joke that I found out about later. But I thought the final episode was fantastic. I Hawkeye exceeded all expectations. It was really good. And then the only other thing I was going to mention is just obviously the book of Boba Fett started um, at kind of a crazy time right after the hol- right between you know Christmas and New Year's. Um, yeah, so weird time to drop it. Yeah. Yeah, and it get, and for us doing a podcast and the way that we're scheduled, it just we're kind of getting to talk about it kind of late. And I don't want to say too much because it's just so early, and there's a lot you could speculate on. But just curious, did you both like the the premiere episode? Did y'all like it? One word answer: Yes. Uh, I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it, Gary? I've I haven't seen any of Mandalorian. And, well, I've seen two episodes of Mandalorian. And wow. it's just the first two, and I haven't watched any more or Book of Boba. The Mandalorian season two is fantastic. Wow, Gary, I'm shocked. That. Well, that's the thing is, I, I, everyone I know tells me season two is awesome, and so I know that I just need to get through season one. But mm-hmm. then when I get through it, I'm gonna want to watch all of season two. So I just need to like set aside time to watch. Uh, like forty episodes or forty <laughs> hours of Star Wars, and once yeah. I set that time aside, I'll be caught up. Oh, you can get through it pretty fast. A lot of them are like 30-minute episodes. I mean, you can get through Mando fast. Mandalorian, the first season, starts strong and ends strong, and there's a few episodes in there that kind of start feeling like filler, but a lot of them really do end up playing some sort of part. Season 2 is like pretty much all bangers. Season 2 is crack for your brain. It is fantastic. I think I'm I'm really going to like it. It's another... Example of fan service done right. Uh, they take this lived-in universe and all these beautiful characters, and they use them well. And it's just the end result is fantastic. Uh, the moments at the end of the Mandalorian, uh, which I'm not going to spoil for Gary. I was like, I was watching it with Jenny, and I was like, I was like, I was like, ah, ah, like I was like, what? Like I was losing my mind, and I didn't think I was that kind of person. You know what I mean? That I'd, like, lose my mind at something happening on TV. But I was losing my damn mind. And definitely don't watch The Book of Boba Fett until you've finished Mandalorian. Okay. I'll say that much. True. But it's good. Book of Boba Fett. I thought it was a, a solid start. I mean, it's... It's really funny that you say that, because I actually turned on Book of Boba Fett, and it ran for, like, 
15 seconds and I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to watch that right now. Mm-hmm. So now I'll definitely watch Mandalorian first. Book of Boba Fett uh, started good. Uh, I like, uh, I forget her name. I don't want to miss Ming her. Ming-Na Wen? Ming-Na Wen. Uh, I love her. Mulan. She, she's Mulan. She was amazing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I love her in the Star Wars canon now. Uh, she's great. I love her as the this assassin character as his right hand. And I love uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett being back is cool. I, I had some, some of the parts of the show I was like, eh. But overall, it was it was pretty great. Uh, it, I thought it was kind of it kind of had a not a I feel like I use I use slow burn to describe so much stuff these days and I don't think it was truly a slow burn but it, it I mean it's it's it seems like it's deliberately setting some pieces it is uh there was a lot of camp uh I don't know it was like the scene with the monster in the chains I'll say that uh I was like this is I, it was kind of silly to me. Like I understand what they're doing with it. I understand what they're trying to show, but it just like you know it just felt silly and like it's been done a million times. Uh, it didn't ruin the show for me. I like the show and where it's heading, uh, but I had some small issues with it. Uh, but nothing that like broke the bank for me. Uh. That's all that I've been watching. That's all, as if it was nothing. I just talked for a long time. It's okay, time. we had to talk about some of that stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. Including Hawkeye and Boba Fett. Those were both on my list. That's right. Yeah, I mean, go go for it, Jahan. What else have you been watching? Uh, so, I finished I finished season two of uh, The Witcher. I've talked about it a few times, so I'm not going to say too much about it because uh, I it's talked about it. On your best of 2021 list for TV shows. Yeah, I, wa- I watched about it too much. Uh, talked about it more than I meant to then. Uh, but yeah, season two, fantastic. Check it out. That's all I'll say about that. But so actually, for The Witcher, before you get too far, there's a Netflix. Uh, they're they're both like 11 or 12 episodes. Right. It's just the bestiary of The Witcher. It's just all the monsters that they used. Uh, it shows the scenes, like some of the scenes from the show with the monster, and then yeah. it shows like talks about the real historical lore surrounding that monster like what part of the world that lore is from and how they were influenced and what they chose uh i could have watched an hour-long version of that with sketches and you know folk people talking the stories but it was it was streamlined it was quick um it was just cool to see a bunch of different fantasy monsters and show short of their production values uh so if you're into that it's on netflix also it's just called witcher bestiary one and witcher bestiary two uh, you can wrap them both up in like 25 minutes and just see some cool fantasy monsters. Yeah, when you're clicking on The Witcher, there's like a the World of the Witcher button as well, which is cool. You know, when Netflix original shows get extra functionality, that's pretty cool. Uh, something else I've been watching on Netflix. Netflix has been doing it lately for me. Uh, because of obvious reasons, uh, with the return of Kingpin, with the cameo of Daredevil and Spider-Man, uh, I've been rewatching Daredevil. And so... It actually is better than I remember it being. Uh, I think I appreciate parts of it a lot more now, uh, like with the gift of hindsight. I don't know. Uh, it it's so good. The villains are so good. The story's so good. The writing's so good. The fight scenes are amazing. Um, and I'm just I don't know. I'm kind of blown away. Like I'm like, man, I don't know because I've heard people talk about bringing him to the MCU, and can they really do? this version of him, 
you know, in the MCU. Because this show is brutal. It is dark. It has no fucking chill whatsoever. <laughs> it has no chill. Uh, I don't know, this show's been, like, I, I wasn't expecting, like, the scene where he loses his vision, right? Like, I wasn't expecting, like, that to get to me, because I don't think it did the first time, but a little kid screaming, I can't see, is kind of hard to listen to. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, man, I, you know, uh, but this show does not fuck. This show does not chill. And if you haven't seen it ever, something's wrong with you. Uh, go give it a look. And if you have seen it, it's worth a rewatch. I would say. And that's on Netflix right now, right? It is still on Netflix. Um, on, on Netflix, I've actually, Netflix is hot this month, I guess, because I've got Cobra Kai brand new out on Netflix season four. And I've also got Super Crooks. I just finished Super Crooks that, that whole season. Um, so I was talking about Super Crooks a couple of weeks ago to you guys. Jahan is familiar with it. Drew, I don't know if you remember, but it's set in the Jupiter's Legacy world. It's about villains. It's an anime. Uh, and the villains aren't quite super villains yet. So the first part of that show is... Uh, the first part of the first episode is like how <laughs> the main character gets his power. And you're yeah. like, oh, shit, that's why he became a villain, because he has a moment in his life that's his villain moment. Yeah. And it's cool to see a villain moment instead of a hero moment where you're like, oh, no, his life can never go back to normal now. Like, it doesn't matter what he Bro, does. He's a villain, and it's, it, it's horrible. It was something else. The first then, episode of Cooper Crooks is insane. And then, like, five episodes in... Uh, you know, this isn't some huge cinematic thing, so I, I don't think I'm really spoiling it. In five episodes in, everybody gets arrested, and then the show moves forward like five or six years. And so when you're watching this show, and you're like, okay, cool, they got the 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 character uh, storyline, they got his origin out of the way, right? Um, so you think that, and then all of a sudden you realize that then they got the team's origin out of the way. And then now you're dealing with the team as they're grown up and they're no longer villains and it's six years, you know, they're all like 35 now, they're all 36 and they haven't villained in a long time uh, and they get in trouble and they have to villain again. And so the show just keeps on giving and it keeps getting deeper and the character development keeps going uh, and then and then maybe characters die. Uh, the villain, the main villain in the show, his power is he just blow, he can blow up people's heads. That's his superpower. Oh yeah, he, I've seen some of that. Head just explodes. That's it. And so of course he's a villain. But villains aren't all friends. Villains compete for stuff. So he's like Kingpin. He has this mansion full of art, and he's you know blows up people's heads whenever he wants. So he's a criminal underground crime lord. And he's this giant, intimidating figure that wears an all-white suit. Like, they know exactly what they were doing with Super Crooks. Uh, they're just giving you more stories with your favorite heroes and villains in a new way. Super Crooks is great. Watch Super Crooks on Netflix, and it gets better the more you watch it. The finale, Annie I'll, and I'll I back that like, up. We were both like, oh my god, during the finale episode. And then, like, 12 minutes later, we were like, oh... Oh, so the show the show just keeps on going, man. I love it. Uh, I briefly mentioned Cobra Kai. I'll jump back to it. I, I've watched every season of Cobra Kai. I don't know why. It's not really great. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like a teen drama with two actors who are has-been nobodies, but the guy who plays uh, Johnny, the, the guy who ran Cobra Kai, the blonde guy, 
he his screen character his his mannerisms are so good and so funny and so cringy because it's all like 80s metal references and like watching the rocky movie and telling everybody that they're weak they just need to get up and stop being a pussy and it's just all of those you know really classic 80s you need to be a man type of things that he's still hooked on yeah. versus this modern age of kids who are and and of course danny larusso who's also uh, very yin and very everyone plays such great counters in this show let's just say that uh i love it I, I i love cobra kai the fourth season so far so good i'm two episodes in and then hulu now that we're off of netflix hulu has the last show i've been watching i'm a big fan of letter i've talked about letter before on the podcast it is it was a canadian indie broadcasting show and then it got picked up by a website and then it got picked up by hulu so now letter is uh, in season 10 they have six episodes, which I think is normal for them. They do really fast seasons and really fast episodes and release two a year. They usually release a winter one and a summer one. Uh, this new season's more of the same. If you like Letterkenny and you like fast-talking Canadians and you're still on board after nine seasons, uh, the characters at this point are almost parodies of themselves and there's not a lot of character growth going on anymore. But I like the show. Uh, I'm just not so sure that it's good anymore. I, I have, I have uh, not watched all of it, but the first few seasons I've seen uh, are very funny. So. They are very funny, and I think maybe around like season seven, they jump the shark, but then it starts to get a little bit better again. It just doesn't ever be... Uh, I think it, it reached its peak already, and it's coming back down. But there's more Letterkenny, and I watched it, and you should watch it too if you like it. Um, I have one last note here. I didn't make this note, but it is on the spreadsheet. I think it, it stands to reason I should read it. Uh, Drew sucks. <laughs> I put that there, Jose. Also, Thanks, I should have I should have brought this up during our other podcast, but uh, Drew's birthday is coming up, Jahan. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. So happy early birthday to Drew. Thank happy, you. Happy early birthday to Drew. But by the time this podcast is heard, happy late birthday to Drew. Yeah, yeah. But by the time this happy <laughs> approximate birthday, Drew, <laughs> already happened. Happy approximate. I will be birthday. even more depressed as I continue to get older and grayer. How old are you going to be? I will be thirty-three. Okay, I'm older than both of you. Wow, look at that. You're older than me by like two weeks. Yeah, by like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I've got, man. That's everything on my notes. I I'm looking forward. I'm going to finish Cobra Kai. I'll talk more about Cobra Kai soon. I would really like uh, listeners to watch Super Crooks on Netflix. I don't know if anybody has time to watch a, a violent superhero anime, but you should. I need to finish it. I do like it a lot, uh, and I like that world because it's another one of those gritty superhero worlds like The Boys, and I really enjoy it. I can. I promise you, it gets better. Yeah. It gets better towards the end. The, the finale in a high note. The rubber ball superhero. I fucking love that dude. That shit was hilarious. So the villain in Super Crooks is a hero, and the hero's name is Praetorian. Yeah, that guy has, was crazy. He has like two hundred and fifty superpowers. They just yeah. come out at random, and he is a ruthless, violent superhero who will kill past stand standers by or people who are driving by. And so in the show, like, the villains are like, don't kill cops, don't kill people, or else we're going to get in trouble. And the heroes don't have those same rules. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's very <laughs> funny. Uh, I, I like the show a lot. 
it's a terrifying villain. I love it. Um, by the way, just to comment on Cobra Kai, I just wanted mm-hmm. to mention, because Gary, I feel like your sentiment towards it has been the, very common from what I've heard. Like, a lot of people watch it, and a lot of people like it, mm-hmm. but everybody that watches it and likes it is like, yeah, but I don't know why I like it. Like, it's cheesy. It's, you know, it's kind of sappy, cheesy, whatever. But just for whatever reason, it's drawing people in. And um, let me ask you this, because I, I I would be interested in, in watching it. Do you have to have knowledge of, like, every no, Karate Kid no, movie? No, 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 no. They do flashbacks all the time in the show. And they do them, like, they're cheesy flashbacks, and they're, like, stuck in the middle of a scene, just so you know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. Um, no, yeah, you don't need any information. They spoon-feed it to you. I, I've almost started watching it multiple this times. This is going to sound so bad, and I feel bad for saying this, but it's the only thing I can think of. Did you ever watch Degrassi growing up? Yes. So with, this with is, Drake? Yeah, with Drake. So, <laughs> so... Cobra Kai is kind of like Degrassi for half of it because it's all these high school kids and their dramas and their relationships and they get in fight with Kung Fu and they get expelled and there's all this. So there's whole teen drama part of it uh, that's very Degrassi. But then the other part of it is uh, Danny LaRusso accidentally being a rich douchebag. And of course, he's the karate kid. He doesn't know that he's being a rich douchebag. Really, he's just been a winner his whole life. So he acts like a fucking arrogant winner. And the other guy, Johnny Lawrence, uh, he was the one who lost in the original uh, movies. He's an alcoholic. He's single. He's divorced. He has a kid that he doesn't have anything to do with. Uh, And, of course, that kid becomes one of the main characters. And Johnny wants to reconnect and teach his kid Cobra Kai Kung Fu. But Danny LaRusso has more respect for the kid, and he's nicer to him, and he wants to teach him Miyagi-Do. And we're, like, four seasons in on those types of intertwined storylines. It's very fun. It's very good. It's very entertaining. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the people who are watching it, I don't think anyone's saying that this deserves to win an Emmy by any stretch of the imagination. But we like it, you know, and it was on YouTube. It was a YouTube show, and basically nobody watched it. Um, and then Netflix bought it off of YouTube, and it's been a huge hit on Netflix. So I'm so happy because I wanted to watch it on YouTube Red and I never did. Yeah, remember YouTube Originals or YouTube Red or Originals yeah, or whatever you, they were called? That's exactly right. The that YouTube the Red Originals. Um, yeah, that's it's. Uh, I'm glad that we get to watch this now on Netflix. It's the, the soundtracks are super funny. There, there was a. It's not a sex scene, but it was like a love scene in the third episode where Johnny imagines, like, going into a girl's apartment and kissing her, but, like, the whole thing, as soon as, like, he walks in, he's in, like, a sleeveless T-shirt, and she's in, like, an 80s outfit with her hair all permed out, blowing in the wind, and there's spotlights. It's, is that love that you're feeling? (laughs) It's just, you know, cheesy 80s crap is just peppered throughout the show. It's really something fun to watch, for sure. Yeah. Well, perfect. Guys, I think I think we did it. Did we do it? Yeah, that was it. all of 2022 in a nutshell. Uh, we'll yeah. see you next year. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we have to stream the rest of the year. Me and Jahan are on the same page. We covered everything, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep, thank you all for listening to episode 27 of Fresh wow. Out the Podcast. Wow. Um, I'm Drew Munhausen. You can find me at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. 
Where can everybody find both of you? I'm Jahananan. I'm at RockFact on Twitter, at Jahananan1 on TikTok. Uh, check me out. I'm Casualty CDG, and you can find me at Casualty CDG. Also, I have had a lot of success with a recent business venture, and I'm now running the used teeth store at the corner of 13th and Martin. So come on by. We've got buckets of used teeth. You can pick out any of the teeth that you want. Uh, if you want a mouthful of molars, we can do that for you. If you want nothing but canines, we've got those too. Uh, I'm a bicuspid man myself. Uh, and of course, every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can find Jahan and I at twitch.tv backslash Jahananan playing tabletop role-playing games. Also, you can find us on our YouTube that's fresh out the box, on our Facebook that's fresh out the box. Uh, and we do fresh out the podcast, of course, because you're here listening to it. Um, you should follow us and listen to us play games or talk to people in the gaming industry. Uh, we've talked to people from global game jam directors to narrative directors of long games like Age of Empires to indie directors and first-time creators. So if you love games, we love games, and come love games with us. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Stay fresh out the box.